Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I am the host of the show. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, If you're watching the show live right now, uh, welcome. Uh, I put a link in the chat. I'm actually going to put it in one more time here. Um, The show is live right now on the YouTube page, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. It is also on Facebook under Let Me Bend Your Ear. Uh, The show is also on Twitter at Bend Your Ear Pod. Also live on Twitch uh, at Bend Your Ear Pod as well. So if you're watching live and you want to join the show, just click on the link. I'll bring you on. Uh, if you do come on the show, it'll be open forum, uh, or we can discuss the movie I'm going to be reviewing tonight. So uh, before I get into that, though, a couple of housekeeping things, a quick uh, announcement, some good news about the show. Uh, after a, a while trying to get the podcast on uh, iHeartRadio, I finally was able to get that done. So the podcast is now available on iHeartRadio, which I'm very excited about. I know that's a huge platform. A lot of people listen to podcasts there. So you can get the show pretty much wherever you get podcasts, but the show is officially on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Podbean, Amazon Music, and now on iHeartRadio. You can get any episode of this podcast all the way back to the first episode on the website. The website is Let Me Bend Your Ear. Dot com. So all the episodes are available there uh, to download at your leisure. Uh, I would ask if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, that'd be great. You would get notifications anytime I go live like I am right now. And if you want to join the show again, just click on the link in the chat room. So the uh, YouTube channel again is Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. And uh, the video episodes of this are also available on the website, LetMeBendYourEar.com, of course, as well as on Twitter and on the YouTube channel. So again, happy to be on iHeartRadio, so that's uh, kind of a cool little uh, development. All right, so tonight I am going to be reviewing, uh, this is going to be the second Nicolas Cage movie in a row. I'll be reviewing uh, the most recent episode was Pig, so you can check out that episode that's up uh, right now. This movie is the movie that opened last Friday. This is titled The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and it stars Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, also has, I'm sorry, it has um, Tiffany Haddish as well in the cast, in the supporting cast. And uh, it has been, uh, I've been hearing about this movie for the last few months. Um, you know, I talked a little more about Nicolas Cage's career in the episode that I did where I reviewed Pig, the one that's up now. So I won't repeat that. Uh, but this film, uh, on the heels of that review, I'm kind of glad the timing worked out that I can do two Nicolas Cage films back to back. So this film is a action movie comedy or action comedy is probably the best way is actually even ends up being a buddy picture so Nicolas Cage stars in the film and plays uh not himself but a version of himself so usually you know when you have these type of movies where actors play themselves doesn't happen that often but he's playing you know if you want to call it exaggerated different version but he's playing the actor Nicolas Cage so as the movie opens he is trying to get this role uh, with uh, with a filmmaker that he wants to work with, it's supposed it's a great role. It's something that's going to kind of jumpstart his career. Uh, he has conversations early in the film with his agent, played by the the, the hilarious Neil Patrick Harris, and uh, you know they talk about his career, how this role could be the thing that jumpstarts him back into the kind of the the A list. But uh, there's a great running line in the movie where Nicolas Cage uh, is in, which I think is probably close to his real life too, where he goes. He says the line, I never, you know, I never really left. And, 
if you know what's been going on with his career over the last 15 years or so, he's he's actually right. Uh, he's made a lot of films. You know, a lot of them haven't been great. Um, he 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 pops on some every couple of years. Uh, like I said, Pig being an example. And as I stated, stated in that episode, I know there's a the film Mandy that came out a few years back that people are huge fans on. I haven't seen it, so I may end up reviewing it for the podcast. But again, you know, the, in the beginning of this film, uh, you know, he's trying to get this role and he meets with the director. And, you know, the director is like, oh, you know, they have a great lunch. He goes, wow, you really understand this character. Nicholas Cage goes into how he feels he can portray this character. Uh, so the director seems impressed and, and it seems like it's going to be a positive end to the meeting. But what ends up happening is Nicholas Cage is insistent that he read for him. So the director's like, no, 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 you don't have, you don't have to read for me. I, I you know, I, I know what you can bring, and and you know, you don't have to do that. But Nicholas Cage's like, no, 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 I want to read. So as they're exiting the restaurant to go get their vehicles, he starts to do dialogue from the film. So I think uh, that's very off-putting to the director. So of course he ends up not getting the role. So. As also the movie opens to you, it's made very clear that he's got financial issues. So what happens is his agent receives an offer from a businessman that lives in uh, Italy that uh, wants him to basically come over to his villa and uh, entertain at a birthday party, basically show up, tell stories, things like that. And if you're aware... and I, and I'm not aware of actors doing this a lot, and I don't know how true or not true this is. I mean, I know, you know, I always kind of compare it. I always think of musicians because there's a lot of musicians that'll take these private gigs where basically they show up at somebody's party at a really rich person's party. And, you know, if it's a singer, they'll sing three or four songs and, you know, collect like a half a million dollars. It's an easy payday. And uh, I know a lot of musicians do it, and I don't blame them. That's easy money. You know, you have to put on a full concert and get get a pretty significant amount of money. So, of course, he initially turns it down, and then after the movie role falls through, um, and knowing the financial situation that he's in, and as this movie opens, the fictional version of Nicolas Cage, he's, he is divorced and has a daughter. And uh, so he decides to take the offer, take the easy money, and then that's where the film kind of goes from there. So he takes off, he goes to the, to uh, he flies over to Europe, and he meets this uh, gentleman, uh, and uh, he's played by the great pa Pedro Pascal. I know him from, I started uh, noticing his work on the original season of Narcos uh, on Netflix, which he's great in. But in this film, um, Pedro plays Javi Gutierrez. So Javi is a big, big fan of Nicolas Cage. And, uh, and so as he gets over there, he's basically a super fan. So as Nicolas Cage gets off the plane, he is uh, being watched by two CIA agents played by Tiffany Haddish as Vivian and Ike Barinholtz as Martin. And um, they're married and they're CIA agents. So they're surprised to see Cage come off the plane because they're actually looking at uh, following Javi uh, to see what he's going on. So obviously there's an implication that he does something obviously that's nefarious. And I don't want to give too much away about that because that's a pretty integral to the plot. Uh, so as the movie progresses, you start to you, you'll start to find out more and more about Javi. But uh, so at the beginning, you know, Javi kind of shows Nicolas Cage around, shows him, to, you know, what a big fan he is of, of him. And then we also find out that Javi is the real reason that Javi wants him there, other than being a super fan, is that Javi has written a screenplay that he wants Nicolas Cage not only to read, but to 
star in. So that's really his ultimate purpose for having him there. So that's the, the basic setup of the film. So the performances are really good. Look, Pedro Pascal is fantastic. Like I said, he's he was great in Narcos. He's in The Mandalorian. Uh, you know, very good actor. He's very good here. Very funny here. And uh, it becomes, like I said, it becomes almost a buddy buddy action film as well. Because as the plot develops and you kind of find out more about Javi and, and what he does for a living and why the CIA is there, uh, when those stories kind of intertwine, then that's where kind of the action ramps up. Uh, but as far as the performances, so Nick, like I said, Nicolas Cage plays a, you know, an exaggerated version of himself. I've seen interviews with him. Uh, he, the funny comment he made was that he, that he, that the Nicolas Cage in this movie doesn't curse or curses way more than the, than he does in real life. That he's not really that, uh, that he doesn't use that much profanity. But it's fun. The performance is fun because I think, and 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 also reading some interviews with Nicolas Cage as well when he was approached to do this movie, I, I think, which is a legitimate concern. I think he was concerned about before he really met and talked to the director about what this was going to be. Was this going to be like a, you know, kind of a snarky, really making fun of who Nicolas Cage is? And to Nicolas Cage's uh, surprise and delight, it's really uh, about loving movies and about movies that he's been in and about his effect of his career on people that are fans of his. So I think he saw it in the movie, and the movie bears that out. The, the, the director of the film co-wrote the screenplay as well. Uh, I'm not familiar with his work, uh, his name. Hold on, let me pull up his name here. It is Tom Gormican. So he co-wrote the screenplay and directed the film. And uh, Nicholas Cage describes him as a super fan. And actually, the best way that Cage describes the director is the director is actually Hobby's character in the movie. So, you know, a super fan of Nicholas Cage and, and really respects his work and respects him as an actor. And like I said, he's very good in this movie. And like I said... There's some really funny moments in the film. One of the highlights of the movie, which I'm only, it doesn't really give too much away because they they show some of it in the trailer. So there's a scene where Javi and Nicolas Cage go out on a, to drive to kind of work out the story of the screenplay to kind of work it out to figure out what they're going to do. And they take uh, they take LSD. So <laughs> there's a great scene where they're in town and then they they think some some a couple of dudes are following them and some it's. It's hilarious. The, the the interplay between Pedro Pascal and, and Nicolas Cage is, is pretty fantastic. And they're a pretty good, like, buddy team. So, uh, again, it, it's a fun movie. It's a fun performance by Nicolas Cage. And like I said, I just reviewed Pig, and he gives a restrained performance there. And here he gets to let loose a little bit more. Uh, and it's not, you know, there's a couple of over-the-top moments. There's a there's a alter ego Nicolas Cage so basically there this is, and you see it pop in a couple times in the movie where a younger version of Nick Cage talks to the current Nick Cage and basically is the one that kind of pushes him and you know is his I don't know if it's his id or his ego but basically telling him you know you're a badass you know you're the best this is what you need to do and kind of pushing him in directions sometimes that are not the best but uh there's a couple of funny conversations between the the two Nicolas Cages which is funny as well and again, the highlights of the film are, 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 like I said, Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal is good. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz, they're okay as the CIA agents. I think the weakest part of the movie, and like I said, I don't want to give too much away. So when the action really starts to get going, um, the second half of the film, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in it. But I think the story itself, how they kind of get the action in motion, what what Nicolas Cage uh, and, and Pedro Pascal's characters have to do, 
it, the story is not the best. Um, that being said, though, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. Like I overall, I like the movie, uh, but I just I think some of the story the sto- some of the story was a little bit weak, and kind of really just holding together an excuse to have these two guys interact with each other, which that's fine, and they do a great job, and they're both really good. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I think that's that's the strength of this film. Uh, like I said, and I don't have an issue with Tiffany Haddish or Ike Barinholtz. They had some funny lines in the movie. It's just when you find out again, I don't want to give away too much. When when the main plot is kind of revealed or the main issue is revealed, uh, the, the the conflict that drives the third act of the movie. Uh, like I said, some of the things that that Nicolas Cage is asked to do just they don't, you know, they don't seem to be very, it doesn't make sense, actually. And some of it is kind of ridiculous. Uh, so that kind of marred it a little bit for me. Uh, but that's, like I said, that's a criticism that doesn't destroy the movie for me. It's not an issue that made the movie unwatchable or anything like that. It's just something that was an issue as far as driving that last part of the story along. Uh, but like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. It's a fun movie. If you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, I think you'll enjoy the movie. If you're a fan of Pedro Pascal, you'll enjoy the movie as well. Uh, like I said, the pairing of those two together is really what makes this movie worth watching. And there's some some great... Uh, and one thing I will bring up, because it's funny, you they do bring up some of his previous work. Uh, not too much, not as much as you would think. Uh, it's not super meta that way. They're not doing that. But they... And I appreciated this as a, as a fan of this particular film. So there's a film, and I may end up coming back and reviewing it for the podcast. There's a reference to the film Guarding Tess, which came out in the late 80s. It was directed by Hugh Wilson, and, and that name may not sound familiar to film bus, but Hugh Wilson created the great 70s sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, and he directed this film, Guarding Tess, which had Cage and Shirley MacLaine, which he plays a Secret Service agent who is guarding the First Lady, played by Shirley MacLaine. Very funny understated comedy and I think the thing with this movie uh which which I think is great and which shows what a great actor Nicolas Cage is and I said like I said I said this uh brief I said it more um specifically in the review of Pig but just to reiterate it here like I think a lot of people forget especially of people that are young that Nicolas Cage started out in comedies you know that was his kind of his thing you know between you know Moonstruck, Raising Arizona, uh Honeymoon in Vegas uh, even Guarding Tess, which is dramatic and comedic too, uh, that was really his wheelhouse before he really got into the action vein, you know, The Rock, Con Air, and then of course he wins his Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, which is a phenomenal film. But uh, he's great in this movie. You can tell he's having a bunch of fun in it, you know, just basically, you know, sending up his character, just being, you know, just just being Nicolas Cage. And and the, the moments of Over the Top are great. Like I said, there are not a lot of them. It's really more just funny and there are some good moments and there's some emotional moments because Nicolas Cage in this film, you know, has a daughter who's kind of disconnected from him. He's divorced from his wife and he's there for her, but there's a disconnect because he's pretty self-absorbed and is really everything, every interaction that he's had with his daughter. And she's a teenager at this point in the film. I think she's probably like, I don't know, 17, 18. I think, I think it was her birthday's at the beginning of the film. I think she's turning 16. But, you know, it's apparent and they make it apparent that, you know, every every interaction he's pretty much had with her is through the prism of his career and and and, and the things that, that are important to him. Uh, not that he doesn't love his daughter, not that he doesn't want to be there for her. He just doesn't really know how to do it in the way where she feels like uh, he's present. So uh, they, they deal with that. 
in, in, in a deeper way. So there, there is some deeper emotion in that film. And uh, he plays that well. Like I said, he plays all that well. Nicolas Cage is a great actor. And like I said, uh, people, you know, his career choices over the last 15 years or so have been, you know, for various reasons. And, you know, he's not, you know, he may not be at the top of the box office like he used to be, but that doesn't change the fact that he's a fantastic actor. And like I said, it's it's fun to see him kind of have like a renaissance. So I think, like I said, with, with Pig last year, which I do recommend, uh, check out that review, but I do recommend it. His performance is really the strength of that film. And uh, same thing here. He's got some great support here from Pedro Pascal, who's great. And uh, and he's he's really great in the movie, and he's fun, and it's a fun film. I, I laughed out loud. I went with my older son to go see it. We both uh, enjoyed it very much. It's a, it's a fun diversion, and like I said, it's it's fun to see kind of Nicolas Cage back. Hopefully, maybe this will pretend some more, you know, roles in, in, in bigger films again to, to, to really kind of bring him back into the limelight where I think he deserves to be. Like I said, I think he's a fantastic actor. When he's given the right role, uh, he's uh, he usually knocks it out of the park. So it's definitely uh, um, good to see him in movies like this. So again, like I said, my my criticisms of the movie or, or, or the story, and like I said, it's I usually would get more specific about it, but I don't want to spoil too much uh, because there is, even with my issues with the, with the plot, uh, there's some fun things that are within there that I don't want to kind of get into and kind of spoil it. But uh, there are some issues with the plot that that kind of um, marred my full-throated endorsement of the movie. But I am going to go ahead and give uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm going to give it three and a half Van Goghs out of five. So uh, in my scale there, three and a half Van Goghs means I do recommend the movie. Uh, I don't know if I'd see it again. Uh, or over and over again. That's usually a reserve for four and five Van Gogh reviews. That's a movie where I would revisit all the time. Uh, not to say that I would never watch it again. I, it's not, I don't know if it's one I would go back to again, but I'm glad that I went and saw it in the movies. It was a fun uh, couple of hours in the movies. And like I've said in the last couple of shows, and I, and I keep bringing it up, uh, what's good about this movie is it's it clocks in, I think it's an hour and 47 minutes. So the good thing about this, even with my issues with the story notwithstanding, the the running time is good so it's not it didn't seem long it didn't seem uh like a drag like i said my issues with just some parts of the story but as far as uh the running time the running time is perfect i, I don't think it needed to be any longer than that and like i said it's a uh, it's it's fun to watch it for the for the two lead performances of, of, of pedro pascal and nicholas cage that's the main reason to see the movie and like i said neil patrick harris gets a couple of funny scenes as well as the agent, so I'll go ahead and bring him in there as well. So those are the main reasons to watch it. So again, I'm giving the unbearable weight of massive talent, three and a half Van Goghs out of five. So again, you're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Again, I review movies new and old. So uh, I think I appreciate you joining me. And uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up, I was going to bring up at the top of the show and I forgot. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, uh, leading up to pig which is the one right before this one here i am aware of the audio issue that was going on for about three or four episodes in a row i thought i had it rectified uh and you can hear it in the pig episode at the beginning the the popping and stuff i know now for a fact i finally addressed that problem i I said this a couple of shows back but i just want to reiterate that just in the event that somebody new is listening and have has heard the last couple of episodes that's not indicative of the sound quality of the show uh so like i said I, I know that I have um, fixed the problem. Uh, so like I said, uh, the last couple of episodes were recorded a few weeks back. So that reflected uh, kind of the, the issue I was having with the audio. But there was a hardware issue that I finally found the problem with 
fixed it, and now it should be back to normal. So there should be no issues uh, on both the video. But the video was never a problem, but specific, specifically on the audio end, uh, it should be uh, back to normal. Uh, if that's not the case and you want to reach out to me, let me know. But like I said, I listened to back to all these episodes. And like I said, that problem should be now gone. So if you are listening to the last few episodes, I apologize for that issue. Uh, you can still hear the episodes. I'm still clear as far as my voice. It's just the annoying little popping that happens intermittently through the last couple of episodes. But like I said, that should be gone now. Uh, hopefully that issue will be gone permanently. But I, I think I've, I know I've rectified it. So uh, just don't be concerned going forward. The show should be sounding like it always has. So thank you for that. So again, I want to thank everybody that's a regular listener to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm trying to grow the show. This is why I've incorporated the video element as well as the, of course, the audio feed. So again, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get podcasts. So you can get it, again, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and as of this week, on iHeartRadio. So if you listen to this podcast on any one of those podcasting apps if you could do me a favor if you're a fan of the show if you can rate and review hopefully you give the show five stars the reason that that is extremely important especially for an independent podcaster like myself if you can do that the more ratings and reviews any particular show gets on a uh, podcasting app uh, the higher it shows up in search results so if uh, if we can get you know as many people as we can, liking the show, giving it five stars. And if somebody is seeking out a new movie podcast, they will be able to see this show in the searches, which is you know going to be the lifeblood of growing the show. The other thing I would ask if you're a fan of the show, if you follow me on social media, specifically on Instagram and Twitter, if you see my post, I post, of course, every time there's a new episode, I post a lot about other movies. Uh, but if you see my posts, especially promoting episodes, if you can uh, retweet those, like those, that would really help a lot as well. Uh, that's the other way I can get the engagement up. I really want to get the engagement of the show up, even if people don't engage with me either through chat here in the live show or on Twitter, but at least engage with listening to the show. Uh, I want to drive the listenership up. That's my goal. That's my long-term goal for the podcast. Uh, as I state in pretty much every episode, if you're a regular listener of this show, you know I do it because I love movies. I love talking about movies. So this is this is genuinely uh, fun for me. So like I said, if I have one listener, 10 listeners, a million, uh, I'm still going to enjoy it and still going to continue to do it. And again, uh, but I do want to grow the show and grow the engagement and really reach out to the fans of the show and fans of movies. Uh, I like to do that. So uh, if you could do those two things, I would really appreciate it. So again, if you could like and retweet my tweets regarding episodes that are out. And if you can rate and review the show, if you listen on a podcasting app. Now, again, uh, if you don't listen on a podcasting app, you can go to the website anytime you want. The website for the podcast, and I encourage anybody to go there, even if you listen on a podcasting app, you can go all the way back to episode one. The podcast website is letmebendyourear.com. If you want to email the show, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, uh, feel free to email the show. That email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Then my social media, you can get, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bendyourearpod. That is also the same handle for Instagram and for Twitch. So feel free to follow me there as well. So I'll be live here for a couple more minutes. The link's in the chat if you want to come on uh, before I sign off. That's great. Uh, again, if anybody comes on for the show, for the live show, the rule is we can talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent or we can talk about whatever you want. It becomes open forum if somebody wants to come on. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Like I said, I've, I've enjoyed doing the show. Uh, it's great to have shows coming out every single week, so that's that's pretty great. 
And uh, like I said, I'm creeping up on the fourth anniversary of the podcast. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, in June will be four years that I have started this podcast. So um, I'm trying to see what show I'm going to do, what kind of special programming I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to try to have a guest on. I think I know who it's going to be, but uh, I want to make sure I can confirm that and confirm the date of that episode. So uh, if you uh, are a fan of the podcast, look out for that third uh, for that fourth anniversary episode. I'm looking forward to doing that. And like I said, uh, thank you for listening. I want to I want to tell you all the watchers and listeners of this podcast. I, I, I really appreciate it. And I want you to know that uh, it makes me feel great to know that people are checking the show out. Whether they stay or whether they, you know, one and done, it doesn't matter to me. I really appreciate the fact that uh, people have listened and uh, it's been fantastic. When I started this four years ago, and uh, I want to probably say this more as I go through each podcast at the end, it was really at a time in my life where I was kind of uh, struggling with some things and, and, and and didn't really have a creative outlet. And this podcast has been a, a godsend for me for that. I, I enjoy talking movies. I've been a movie fan since I was a little boy. And the fact that I get to do this on my own terms and talk about movies that I love and hopefully turn you on to movies that I love that maybe you didn't know about is is extremely rewarding and it's a creative outlet for me. And anybody that's watching right now or that listens to this podcast later, I just want to encourage you if you have a uh, a creative outlet that you're not doing, do it, you know, just whatever it is, whether it's, you know, painting, writing, you know, whatever it is that you do that brings you joy, whether it's another hobby, doesn't even have to be entertainment related, anything. Uh, if you do, if you don't do it, do it. If you're, if you're doing it now and you're not doing enough, do it more. Uh, it's really, like I said, this podcast for me is, is something that I love to do. If I could record every single day, I would do it, you know, if I have the time and I don't. And um, when I'm not recording, I miss it because I want to be doing it all the time. So it's been really rewarding for me. So I encourage anybody out there, if you're looking for that outlet, I'll tell you, it's really great. It's a good way to balance, you know, if you have some issues going on, uh, to have some kind of creative outlet that's that's yours is, is I, can, I can't tell you how valuable that is. So just putting that out there. And like I said, if uh, you're a podcaster yourself and you need some advice, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a super professional podcaster, but I've been doing it for four years and and it's become easier to do thanks to technology and some other things. But if you have any questions or, or you want to talk about your podcast or if you want me to be a guest uh, on your podcast, please feel free to reach out. I actually just guested on a podcast. I don't know when it's going to come out. So as soon as that is officially coming out, then I'll let you guys know. And that's a lot of fun. And, and the other thing I want to um, end the show with is, you know, this is a solo podcast. So I know that presents certain challenges uh, as far as growing listenership. So I understand that. I'm fully aware of it. Uh, because I agree that it's a more fun podcast if, if you have guests on, and I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but hopefully I'm, I'm creating enough compelling content on my own to keep you listening. And the reason that I do it mostly on my own, it's not for any other reason other than the fact that, uh, you know, I record usually late. I have two small kids, so it's tough to record at different times. So uh, it's easier for me to do it on my own. Uh, it's hard to book guests when I don't when I have a limited window where I can record. Uh, even guesting on the podcast that I'm going to be on here short soon, uh, you know, I was lucky to get a time that worked for for that podcaster and for myself. So what I don't want to do is I don't I don't put myself out there as a guest very often because I don't want to say I'll do it and then have to say no because I have a conflict because of my schedule. So that's why this podcast is mostly a solo one. You know, I schedule interviews like way in advance because I can try to make it work. But that's why. But I will tell you this over the next, you know, few months and a year, I'm going to try to really book more guests 
uh, and try to do that more frequently as my, my small kids get a little bit older. Hopefully that'll be easier because, like I said, I love talking movies with other people. It's so much fun. And when the when the podcast that I'm on uh, releases the episode, I'll let you know. And that was a great conversation uh, with him. He was great. We talked movies and it's fantastic. So that's why uh, I have this live video component. So hopefully if people start to come on the live video with me, then I can have those conversations while I'm recording the show with people that love movies like me. So please feel free to join. Uh, and uh, if, if it's not this episode, another one down the line, because I, I love having those conversations and having people on the show uh, to do that. So hopefully spontaneously when I'm recording live, I can get those the, that interview feel in the show um, live as opposed to having to try to schedule it. But I am going to try to do that more often and get more guests on. So if you are a podcaster and you want a guest on my show, let me know. Reach out to me, at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, that's probably the, actually the quickest way to get a hold of me and I'll follow back up. And uh, uh, we can DM that way. But again, I want to thank everybody that has watched and listened to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And again, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent star Nicolas Cage. I'm giving three and a half Van Goghs out of five. So again, thank you for watching and thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I discuss and review movies new and old. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Take care.